the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. So as we prepare for the scriptures, let us pray. Merciful God, send your spirit to us. Wearied by the changes and chances of life, speak your eternal word of grace and summon us to faithfulness through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Listen for God's word to you. You didn't receive a spirit of slavery to lead you back into fear, but you received a spirit that shows you are adopted as God's children. With this spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The same spirit agrees with our spirit that we are God's children. But if we are God's children, we are also his heirs. We are God's heirs and fellow heirs with Christ. If we really suffer with Christ so that we can also be glorified with him. I believe that the present suffering is nothing compared to the coming glory that is going to be revealed to us. The whole creation waits breathless with anticipation for the revelation of God's daughters and sons. Creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice. It was a choice of the one who subjected it, but in the hope that the creation itself will be set free from slavery to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of God's children. We know that the whole creation is groaning together and suffering labor pains up until now. And it's not only the creation, we ourselves who have the spirit as the first crop of the harvest also groan inside as we wait to be adopted and for our bodies to be set free. We were saved in hope. If we see what we hope for, that isn't hope. Who hopes for what they already see? But if we hope for what we don't see, we wait for it with patience. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading comes to us from the prophet Jeremiah. O land, O land, O land, hear the word of the Holy One. Jeremiah received the Holy One's word in the 10th year of Judah's King Zedekiah, which was the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar's rule. At that time, the army of the Babylonian king had surrounded Jerusalem, and the prophet Jeremiah was confined to the prison quarters in the palace of Judah's king. Jeremiah said, the Holy One's word came to me. Your cousin, Hanamel, Shalom's son, is on his way to see you. And when he arrives, he will tell you, buy my field in Anathoth, for by law you are next in line to purchase it. 
And just as the Holy One had said, my cousin Hanamel showed up at the prison quarters and told me, buy my field in Anathoth in the land of Benjamin, for you are next in line and have a family obligation to purchase it. Then I was sure this was the Holy One's doing. So I bought the field in Anathoth from my cousin Hanamel and weighed out for him 17 shekels of silver. I signed the deed, sealed it, had it witnessed and weighed out the silver on the scales. Then I took the deed of purchase, the sealed copy with its terms and conditions and the unsealed copy and gave it to Baruch, Neriah's son, and Messiah's grandson before my cousin Hanamel and the witnesses named in the deed, as well as before all the Judeans who were present in the prison quarters. I charged Baruch before all of them, the Holy One of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims, take these documents this sealed deed of purchase along with the unsealed one. Put them into a clay container so that they will last a long time. The Holy One of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. The word of the Lord. In the largest maximum security prison in the United States, the average sentence is 90 years. If you are a prisoner in the Louisiana State Penitentiary, also known as Angola or the Alcatraz of the South, you are there to stay. An 8 by 12 cell is an unexpected place to find hope. But that's exactly where Joella Ravanason stumbled across it. She didn't believe it at first. Visiting Angola as a student, she couldn't believe that the inmate with such peace in his eyes was once willing to fight, and even kill over a cigarette. The prison system defines these men according to the worst thing each of them had done. And yet they had found hope. How? One inmate, a man named Paul Will, explained to Duella, well, we believe hope is a person, and we have fallen deeply in love with him, with Jesus. You see, Hope walked right through the gates, right through the metal detectors, and found them. Hope slipped past the guards and iron bars and found Jeremiah, too. Judas King Zedekiah had imprisoned the feisty prophet for bad press. 
the military was preparing for battle against Babylon, the royal prophets forecasted a glorious victory. But Jeremiah told the truth. The Holy One is handing this city over to the king of Babylon. Zedekiah will be carried off to Babylon to live out his days. So Zedekiah did what all governments do to naysayers in times of war. Charge him with sedition and lock him away. Jeremiah remained imprisoned until Babylon, surprise, sacked Jerusalem. Yet even in prison, the Holy One surprised him with hope. Imagine being locked away in that dank, dirty prison. You so rarely get visitors that Hanamel's appearance stirs up interest. Your cellmate cranes his neck to get a good look and to listen to what this man says to Jeremiah. You won't believe what he heard. That loony bin prophet is going to buy a piece of land, even though he'll never live on it. Not as long as Zedekiah is king. But you know that the real estate deal is so much more far-fetched. Because you remember what Jeremiah has been saying in the temple, in the courts, in the city streets furious at the idolatry of Judah's leaders and their disregard for poor folks, God is sending Babylon to teach them a lesson. Who buys a piece of land knowing that invading armies will soon trample over it? Jeremiah knew that he would never plant crops in that field in Anathoth. He didn't purchase that land for his own use. The hope God showed him was bigger than his individual life. God's promise of hope was for generations to come. In the presence of his cousin Hanamel, his friend Baruch, and a group of fellow prisoners, Jeremiah signed a deed of sale as a prophetic act. The Holy One of heavenly forces, the God of Israel proclaims, houses, fields, and vineyards will again be bought in this land. God surprises us with hope we did not expect, whether as a promise of healing beyond our present suffering or as grace incarnate, transforming life without parole. But the greater surprise to those of us acclimating to exile is that God makes us partners in sharing that hope for the whole world. As the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, the whole creation waits breathless with anticipation for the revelation of God's daughters and sons. 
God's daughters and sons. That's us. We are part of the hope that God has for the earth and its peoples. Like Paul will in Angola, we have met hope in a person. In Jesus Christ, God's love became vulnerable flesh and bone. God's Son walked among us, awakening us to who we truly are. God's own children, beloved, and worthy of citizenship in a kingdom unlike any other. Torture and execution tried to silence him, but the Holy One's promise of salvation could not be stopped. As sisters and brothers of Christ, we have savored a foretaste of the banquet of salvation. Bread resting on our tongues tells us that one day no one will go hungry. The burdens of guilt and shame falling away hints at a future when the weary world will breathe easy. The astounding experience of forgiveness, forgiving someone who has hurt us, gives us a glimpse of the day when love wins, when Christ is all in all. Hope walked into our lives and found us. Now we get to be a part of Hope's mission. Unlike Jeremiah, most of us may never spend a night in a prison cell. Yet all creation is groaning in frustration, Paul writes, shackled to decay and despair. Greed and corruption and unrestricted consumption of Earth's resources makes our imprisonment bleaker by the hour. We do well to pray for God's Son to usher in the kingdom of peace. But while we wait, creation longs to see God's love revealed in the children of the Holy One, in you and in me. And so, friends, we will let the Spirit guide us. With this Spirit, Paul writes, we cry, Abba, Father. Let that be the first thing that our sisters and brothers hear, that we are not in this dire situation alone, but are fiercely loved by God. The Creator loves us more tenderly than the gentlest father, more intensely than the fiercest mama bear. And what is more, this love is for all people. So cry out, Abba, loving God, because you trust that God will sustain you. And cry aloud so that others will know that they are God's children too. Think back to Angola, where Sister Helen Prejean sat with inmates on death row, reminding each man, you are a son of God. 
with tears in his eyes, one man thanked her, saying, I've never been called a son of God before. I've been called a son of a you-know-what plenty of times, but I've never been called a son of God. That deep truth doesn't just apply to death row. In all places, there are neighbors convinced that they are unworthy of love. As siblings in the family of hope, we, however, will hold up a mirror to them, saying, look at God's beloved child. Like Jeremiah, we may even let the Spirit lead us to do strange things, strange to those who are suspicious of hope, that is. Like the prophet signing a deed of sale for land he would never see, we, we can work for a future that our great-grandchildren will inherit. So let's plant seeds of trees in whose shade we will not rest. And let's guard waterways against profitable pollution. Let's reimagine our society as radically as abolitionists imagined a world without human beings in bondage. Beloved, when you pray today, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let the Spirit turn your prayers into dreaming and doing. Even when a pandemic shapes our lives, there is hope to share with God's daughters and sons, with neighbors who do not realize how deeply loved they are. There is hope to share with one another. When we groan for freedom, there is hope to share that is not about us, but by sheer grace includes us and embraces the whole creation. For such grace, let us give all glory and gratitude to God, fire of righteousness, shepherd of exiles, who renews the covenant, engraving it upon our hearts. Amen.